Hey, guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I recommend, now that your young person has walked across that stage, you get them over to Leon Tailoring, get them to their career services division. That's right. In this economy, even though jobs are plentiful, it won't help you if you don't look the part. So at Leon Tailoring Career Services Division, they got the perfect thing that your young man or young lady needs to get them off into the world of work and at very reasonable and affordable prices. And heck, who knows? You might even see something for yourself if you're looking for a new job. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, their career services division, Larry Norm, Kim, and Judy, always glad to help you out. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, she is back from the border, uh, taking a trip down to the border to see what's going on with the migrants and asylum seekers. And join, so join us on the news line is Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks. So Congresswoman, thank you very much for being with us. Happy New Year, by the way. Good morning. Happy New Year. Uh, so help us out here. Uh, you just took a trip down to the border uh, with Speaker Johnson. Uh, how are things looking down there? Well, listen, uh, you know, I've been actually at that sector a couple of years ago, so it was good to go back and see uh, what's happening. And sadly enough, uh, it's really getting worse and worse. And it was very bad two years ago. But what I was very surprised to see that, you know, if uh, we know about 90 percent asylum, over 90 percent of asylum seekers are not really legitimate asylum seekers. But now about 40 percent of uh, this migrant not even trying to claim asylum because they know they're going to be illegitimate and they just get noticed to appear and go inside the country. So I asked Border Patrol, I said, like, what are the grounds? I mean, what are we trying to adjudicate? You know, are we adjudicated? Did they cross which part of the river did they cross? So, I mean, what are we adjudicating? And what is the reason we letting them in? And they pretty much were given the order by administration to cross, the, you know, to let them in. You know, they come in large numbers, and uh, they just process them. A few weeks ago, they had so many people crossing the border in that sector that they had zero border patrol officers patrolling the border in the field. Zero. They had none. So that is a very dangerous situation. And it's before, a couple of years ago, they tried to not let single um, adult males to get through, um, only dealing with families. Now they let everyone get through. So I think this level of lawlessness and really dangerous situation is unbelievable. Uh, here's a question for you, Congresswoman. How are the migrants getting in? Are they just basically welcome to the borderline or do they go through a hole in the wall? or do they, how, how do they get in the country? I mean, they cross in anywhere they want. You know, there is a dam there, so the river is flowing very slow. I think that they could make river flow quite fast. That would be different situations. So a lot of them just cross the river in a variety of places in that particular sector. You know, so they just go through the river and get on the shore, and they try to find, you know, if they, if, you know, if they, have not problems, you know, and they know they will not have problems, they should try to find Border Patrol because they want to get a paper. And that's how it's happening. So it's all across. It's very pretty much, it's wide open border. They're crossing in all types of areas where they actually, the terrain allows them to do it. And there is no border, there is no wall there. there is, it's very easy to cross. Uh, your colleague, uh, Indiana Congressman Aaron Houghton, I believe, was also uh, on the trip down there as well. And she said, we have the resources uh, to sort of to stem the, the flood of migrants uh, seeking asylum. We just don't do it. It's not a matter of money or resources. We just don't have the will to do it. 
Well, I think it's nice where resources are allocated and, you know, what the orders and decisions are made in White House. And the White House decided that they are going to, you know, promote lawlessness. So I think that's that's a challenge we have. That's why if we don't force through our appropriations and money, go to the right places, it's going to continue. And it's going to be very serious because, you know, in this last year, President Biden's, you know, uh, you know, being in office is going to increase significantly because a lot of cartels understand that things might change and they will try to do even more uh, of, you know, this is really, I, I would call it, this is modern day slavery. These people getting raped, abused, a lot of drug trafficking, human trafficking. I mean, it's a serious, very serious situation. And we don't even know who is crossing the border when our border patrol doesn't have ability to patrol. Our guest on the program today is Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks, just back from a recent trip to the border, so we're talking for minutes about that, as well as a couple other issues uh, that Congress had to deal with uh, in the new year. Uh, Congresswoman, uh, so what's the, what's the solution? What 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 is the Republican response to to the migrant crossings? Well, I think there are several things that need to happen. One of this, you know, that when we pass HR two, that uh, had few key provisions, one of them dealing with credible fare for asylum processes to increase standards, another tight in parole because it's been abused by administration and never meant to be applied to the groups of people. It was individual decisions, so they've been abused in that. And also given more authority, Title 42 type of authority to DHS, which was used on the, by CDC when COVID happened. So we give more tools. But that's not going to be enough if we don't properly appropriate money because as I said a lot of you know these illegal aliens are not even trying to claim asylum anymore so if you don't put you know enforcement and the border the interviews and having actually you know immigration judges right there at the border what they did when Trump was in office you know it's not going to work you need to start doing this enforcement on the border and not let people in then cartels will not be abusing the system, what they're doing right now. So the actual things need to be happen, you know, right at the border and, you know, build, you know, more deterrences and also more barriers and walls and have, you know, ability to control that border better. So appropriations have to be allocated properly. And right now we don't even have conference committees in our border security bill, you know. So I think we have to start forcing this conversation that I think. And also we have to start dealing with cartels. I think identifying them and designating as a foreign terrorist organizations put allocations of resources to deal with them more effectively because right now, you know, what they do and, you know, they control in the border completely and causing a lot of problems inside the here the country too. They're making billions of dollars on this. And I think that's becoming very dangerous. One thing Congressman I could never quite understand said about uh, the migrant situation at the border. Why doesn't the U.S., like I said, this may be a little a little bit uh, out of your hospital but I'll ask anyway because you've never been afraid to answer any of my questions, which is one of the reasons why we love you to death around here, is uh, why not just say, hey, Mexico, you know, Ecuador, Guatemala, here's what we want to do. Uh, the migrants will come up. We'll, you give them a place to stay. We'll help you with the funding and keep them there until they can get processed. Don't let them cross at all. 
Well, listen, that's what under Trump, they, we did remain in Mexico policies where we actually, you know, had agreements with Mexico. And Mexico didn't want to do it. We put pressure on them. We can't put pressure on them. I think we need to put pressure on them because right now, you know, you're dealing with corrupt governments controlled by cartels that making a lot of money. But they have really a lot of mechanism and tools they have. You know, we have to put pressure on them and we need to force them to do. I mean, we're actually not even checking trains coming from Mexico, which is a big problem, too, because we don't even know what in these trains. And a lot of companies complain. But guess what? You know, business is very, you know, risky country. And you might need to do much more than dealing with other countries. So I think we easily can do that if we really want it. But this is a choice that this administration made not to try to enforce the law. And this is actually a choice. You know, even with the current law, you can control that border if you want to control that border. You can secure that border. You don't need to have additional laws. Yes, there are some additional laws we could tighten that, you know, would help, you know, with to have less abuses and probably have less quantity of people. But if you're not enforcing them on them, so it doesn't matter what kind of laws you create. And the only way we can start doing it is forcing the money go to the right places. Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks with us for a few more minutes on the program this morning. Uh, Congress, I want to change gears just a little bit. Uh, it is a new year, which means a new Congress, uh, technically not a new Congress, but, but, the, but the same old Congress. Uh, what are going to be the Republicans' big issues for 2024? Listen, I think well, big issues are coming up, you know, this month. You know, they're going to be very serious issues. We have all our appropriations bill, uh, you know, come and do in uh, one of them and will be on 19th and then one beginning of February. So there are two sets of, you know, this um, deadlines and I mean, not one, but all of them in two sets. But I think that's going to be a big fight. And if we're not going to start winning some of these battles, I think um, the American people will be very upset with us because I hate to say the other party is too far gone, And but we are in charge in the House and we need to hold the ground. So it's going to be border security. It's going to be a big issue. It's going to be an issue dealing with that. And I think this is unfortunately, I sometimes feel like one woman standing dealing with that situation. This is situation is not even a problem of future generations anymore. We have funds going insolvent and, you know, within 10 years. And this is going to be a huge problem. And, and the effects on the economy it is going to have more and more significant in, with inflation and everything else. But the biggest problem, if we wait for another 5, 10 years, you know, the solutions are going to be very bad for all of us. And I think this is going to be big issues, becoming a problem. But no one wants to deal with that, even to have a conversation. So that's going to be something that I've been working extremely hard on that commission and then we need to start dealing with you know with uh, our you know situations and foreign policy unfortunately we had weak foreign policy now we have war in israel additionally to war in ukraine and destabilization china is on the move i think we need to start dealing with them more effectively not fighting them on fox news but actually with proper legislation you know we have Pfizer authorization that's been punted which is you know warrantless surveillance of americans we have to take a serious discussion on that. We also will have a farm bill that also gets punted into next fall, and we need to start thinking how we can have more competition for value in agriculture, not actually benefit very few 
cartels that a lot of them owned, you know, big monopolies that a lot of them actually own, you know, by Brazil and China, like the meat processing industry. So I think there are a lot of things that we actually will come to, we'll have to do it. But unfortunately, beyond that, it's going to be all campaigning and fundraising because it's election year. So hopefully this issue will be delivered, especially right now in January. How confident are you? Uh, uh, first of all, uh, I'll get to my uh, election question in a second. Uh, obviously, uh, I want to say another uh, Republican member of Congress uh, is resigning this week or, re- or, re- or will be resigning this month. Uh, basically, it means Republicans can only afford to lose like two votes on, on any measure on the House side of things. How do you folks plan to address that issue? And, you know, the only issue that can be addressed, you know, to have a bigger majority next year. But if we don't deliver this year, not able to hold the ground on this, it's going to have consequences for us, too, because people are sick and tired. You know, Republicans do a lot of talk, but we've become like a talking heads on TV. You know, we actually need to do the work and actually fight real fight and fight real battles to deliver on key issues. So I think American people are watching, I think, frustrated with both parties, but our party, you know, has to start putting the money where mouth is. And I think that is going to, this showdown in January is going to show, do we have the strength and, you know, the grit and determination and smartness and to be able to win a very powerful Washington, D.C. machine that they are building their fortresses, you know, for a while, which is very difficult to do, but we, you know, we can if we, you know, hold the ground. Uh, how do you think Speaker Johnson's doing so far? Listen, I think Speaker, you know, inherited a very difficult situation. I think he has genuine, you know, intent, you know, to do things good for the country. I think he's a very good human being and really good understanding of issues. But I think, you know, he had honeymoon for a little bit and was allowed to kind of do a few things that, um, you know, probably uh, I was not very supportive how he approached the things, but I'll give him a slack. But now he's going to be tested. He's going to be truly tested in January. So we have to reconnect with you after that. And I'll tell you how he's doing. I gave Speaker McCarthy some you know, slack for some time, too, until, you know, until we decided that it is not, you know, it's enough is enough. And I think, you know, you know, Speaker Johnson is reaching that point where now he will have to start figuring it out how we were going to deliver on some of these big issues. Uh, final question for you. Obviously, uh, you decided not to run for uh, re-election. Uh, you changed your mind yet or still still not running? <laughs> Uh, listen, I always say, you know, it's a great honor, huge responsibility. I'll work hard to deliver. And unless I get very upset with my Republicans, I would like to take some time off to get my sanity back, you know, and get my energy back. But it's going to be, you know, a big battle right now. So as of right now, I'm still thinking it's, you know, to take time off. And unless I get very upset because I'm not going to abandon some of these issues that are important. So I hope, you know, my Republicans will deliver, and um, I'll work hard in the next months to be able to do it. Got a favorite in the race uh, for the folks who are ready to replace you yet, or? No, I don't get involved. I don't, as I said, I don't believe in kings and queens with successors, you know, so I don't get involved in the races like that. People have to decide, and people should make a case what they can actually do for with the people, not how great they are, what actually, what they've ever done and what they're going to do, and I just hope we have more 
people, you know, running for offices, getting involved, like normal people, people actually that care to, you know, to represent with the people. And I think, unfortunately, at each level, we have less and less people, more opportunists and more people running for wrong reasons. And that's something we need to work and figure out, including within my party, how we can have better candidates to be able to win. All right. Well, I guess the program day has been Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks from the 5th Congressional District, uh, just back from the border. So we'll talk about that as well as uh, some other things going on in Washington, D.C. So, Congresswoman, as always, thank you very much for being with us. Always good to talk to you. Have yourself a good new year. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Always a pleasure. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.